This is episode number 71 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this episode is really near and dear to me because I'm going to expound upon a dream or vision that the Most High had given me. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. got to stay tuned to the podcast to figure that out. And we're going to expound upon some other things in this podcast about the current state of the empire of Israel or the dynasty of Israel. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Homan Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. You know, uh, every time we sit at these mics, mm-hmm. there is a presence yeah. of the Most High. Yeah. Do, you, do you realize, do you realize, well, our viewing audience, our listening audience, or whatever we have, probably doesn't recognize, and perhaps maybe those who are very sincere mm-hmm. with the Most High can apprehend the dynamics of the Ruach. Ruach in Hebrew is the spirit of the Most High yeah. as he uses us to communicate with his people. Yeah. Yeah. You realize that? I I I am yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm a little aware. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful place to be. And that's why I kind of, you know, came in today and I and I posed a question to you. I says, you know, do you trust me? Because there's something that I really need to get off of my chest. Okay. And if you allow me, Unload. Oh. <laughs> unload. I want to unload. I don't want you, I don't want you to. I don't want you to carry the old song where you saying heavy load. <laughs> got a heavy load. load. <laughs> I got rid of my heavy load. <laughs> heavy load. Yes, sir. You know, you, you, know, you know, you you church folks know that song. <laughs> yes, they probably know what key it's in too. So, so it's 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 on a Wednesday. <laughs> right, right, right. Um. I want to preface my statements and I'm speaking to you now. Um, this is live. This is unscripted. Um, we never script. We never script. Yeah. I'm speaking to you as a protege. I'm speaking to you as someone that uh, values your mentorship. Um, okay. And I need all of those that are listening um, to me to Stick with me to the end of this. I'm going to say some things that are going to be a little morbid. Um, and I want to preface that uh, by stating that also prior to this, because um, one of my dear family members is a part of this story. They know about this already. Um, it was something that I had to share immediately. Uh, as you know, um, I am an avid faster. And I'm completing a, a, a fast and the most high um, put me to sleep last night. And I had a dream. And I want to share this dream with you. In this dream, I was in my house 
And as I was in my house, I was awakened by shuffling that was happening downstairs. Now I'm still in the dream. This is me dreaming that I'm waking up to go downstairs to find out what was going on. As I'm going downstairs to find out what's going on in this dream, I find my wife, that's my family member that I was talking about that knows about this. I shared this with her early, early in the wee hours of the morning. In this dream, I heard her shuffling coming into the house. And I had asked her the question. I said, where have you been? It's four in the morning. Where have you been all night long? And she told me, I've been over a male friend's house all night long. A this, male friend's house. Now, this this is a dream. This is a dream. Let's, 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 this let's, is a dream. Let's, this is a dream. Let's, 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 let's realize we're talking yeah. about the dream. We're talking about the dream. And, <laughs> okay. and, my, and again, for those of you that are listening, my wife knows about this already. She's the first person I told this to. Told this to. She says, in the dream, she says, I've been over another guy's house and I've been been there all night. And we've we've just been talking. Now, as she's telling me this story about what's going on, I'm getting more and more disgruntled and angry. And, to, and you should be. And I should be. To the point at which I stop and I say, now, listen to me. You want me to believe that you were over another man's house all night long and all y'all was doing was talking and you straggling in here at four o'clock in the morning? And we're still talking about a dream. And we're still talking about a dream. Okay. She, and I, I, I keep saying that because yeah, I, I, I want, yeah. if, if you happen, if somebody happens to cut into this late. Right. Yeah. They want to think, oh my gosh, you know, she's cheating on him. I want you to know we, we, we're talking about a dream. Yes. This is going to get a little bit more morbid. That's the reason why we, 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 <laughs> we need to preface, we're talking about a dream. Prefacing this, yes. She goes ahead and I, and I tell her this and I look her dead in the face and I, and I ask her, I said, you, again, you want me to believe that you've been over this other man's house all night long? And she proceeds to kind of tell me, well, yeah, yeah, that's what we were doing. We were discussing. I said, that's, I don't believe that for one hot second. I said, tell me the real story on what you have been doing all night long with this other person. And a roundabout way, it comes out that intercourse, coitus, was happening. At this particular point, I lose it in the dream. I lose it enough to where I start arguing and I start getting furious and angry. And I start slamming Doors, and I start uh, uh, um, slamming cabinet doors and stomping around and throwing things. And it gets to the point where I actually put my hands on her. And I start again, this isn't a dream, this is so, not real. Well, so all that you're describing to me is an attribute. Hold on, hold on. You're getting there, you're already there. I know you are. Okay, so let's just stop. So let me finish this. I get to the point where it's so morbid 
where I'm putting my hands on her and I'm literally choking her out. I'm choking her out. Got her in a headlock, <laughs> choking her out. After I let go, she's not fighting back. She's not fighting back at all. After I let go, she's nonchalant about it. She's just, she's like one of those individuals that's saying, you know, um, um, yeah, it happened. And I'm just, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to fight it. I know I was wrong, but I'm not going to fight back. So I'm doing, I actually leave the house. I leave, walk down the street, come back in the house. We have another conversation about it. And I put my hands on her again. <laughs> and we're she, talking about a dream. We're talking about a dream. Again, same reaction. She's not remorseful. It just happened. And she doesn't care. And the more that I see that she's, I'm not getting the reaction out of her that I want, the harder and harder I start to choke her. Now, my son comes downstairs in the dream and I pull him aside and I say, listen, this is what your mother has been doing. He doesn't care. He has no, this is my oldest son. He has, he's not appalled. He's not in shock. He's just, oh, ho-hum, whatever. I leave again and I actually come back and the second time that I come back, other people are in the house now. It's like she's entertaining guests in the house. And things like it's, it's normal. And so I get to the point where I'm so furious where I'm not even speaking anymore. I'm silent. And I leave. Now, that concludes the dream. I wake up. It's 3.30 in the morning. I got to slow down because I'm not going to say anything that's, that's, that's maybe earth shattering to a lot of people. But to me, this is something where I feel as though it's so heavy on me. It was 3.30 in the morning that I woke up and I'm laying in the bed looking up at the ceiling and I'm saying to myself, what just happened? First of all, if you know me and you know my wife, I am such a pacifist. We have a rule actually in our house that we don't even play hit in the house. Don't play what? We don't play hit in the house. She doesn't okay. like, oh, do love taps and all that kind of okay. stuff. Okay. You know that married people yeah. do? Yeah. We don't even do that. Okay. So the character of what was happening in the dream is out of character. If you know my wife, she's not going to allow you to put have somebody put her hands on her and she don't fight back. Put your hands on her and she don't fight back. And she will that not allow that. that. I don't that care who happen. that is. That ain't gonna happen. Right. That's not gonna happen. So it's so out of character. I lean over to her and I tell her this dream that I had. But prior to that, prior to me opening my mouth and speaking, I was so distraught in my spirit because I said, I don't know what this means. I'm thinking subconsciously, do I have some type of suppressed issue going on where I'm, I've got this act of violence at me that I don't know about? And the most I stopped me 
in my tracks. And he said, what makes you think that that dream was about you? <laughs> he said, that dream was about how I feel about the children of Israel. I said, did you understand in that dream, son, how angry you were? How shaken up you were? How discombobulated you were? You couldn't think straight. And at the end, you see what you did throughout the whole entire course? Even though you put your hands on your wife, she did nothing. She didn't even care. To the point where you left and you were silent. I leaned over to my wife and I told her this. And I said, I don't know what the Most High is doing with me because I've never had something like this ever in my life happen to me. And the, the first prophet that I thought about was Amos. I thought about the plethora of prophets whom the Most High appears to in visions and dreams when he's trying to talk to his people to give them a sense to say, you don't understand as a messenger what it feels like. You're a talking head, you're pontificating, and, 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 but you don't have the understanding of what it feels like. The, the hurt and pain I had in that dream was so surreal. It felt real. To the point where I said, like, when I got up, when I'm looking up at the ceiling at three o'clock in the morning, I'm not, I don't, I'm not myself. So I don't know. And, and, it, and again, it's, I don't know if it started at this last Shabbat and the Most High has been on me. It, he's been on me throughout the whole book of Yahashua. And as I entered the book and I'm already probably maybe 15% of the way through the book of Shoftim and my studies and seeing this issue that Hebrew Israel keeps having with this, this, this relapse that they keep having. Of idolatry? Of idolatry. Having another husband, being with another, another Elohim. Another, with another, another Elohim? With Elo, Elohim that's not even an Elohim. The thing that the Most High gave me out of that was his passion and feeling yeah. that he has for Hebrew Israel yeah. and yeah. how much that hurts him. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I get, I get it now. Yeah. I'm just not a, a person that's up here pontificating about, okay, this is what happened in the text and this is how we right, teach right, text. Right, 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 right. Now I have right. an altogether sense of realness, surrealness about it. <clears throat> now, there is a question that I asked you mm -hmm. earlier before we started. Is there a difference between believing something and knowing something? Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So now out of this dream that you've had, mm -hmm. you've come to the realization of knowing. Yeah. It's no longer a matter of believing. You see, the text across the street says, if you believe in 
so-and-so. Right. It will be saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in my mind, I look at the word belief, even though I know in the Greek it has a a different meaning. I meant to look it up in my, because I, I, I taught, this is one of the lessons I taught early in ministry when I was just, when I was just a, a pup. Mm-hmm. I taught a lesson about belief from the Greek mindset. Mm. But when you know something based on evidence, it's different than a belief, I hope, maybe. Right, right, right. You see, now, now, now I'm going to say something. Okay. That's going to be difficult for people to probably grasp and understand. And I don't know if I said this in the podcast that hasn't been released yet when I talked about visiting my mom. But I told my mom, I says, Mom, I don't believe in God or in Elohim anymore. I don't believe in, I don't believe in him. Mm -hmm. She looked at me really strange and funny because those are very, and, and as you're probably listening until I finish my statement, you're probably, your eyebrows are probably raised too. Right, right. Like I got to hit a hit into this. I don't believe the relationship that I have with him and his communication with me that has brought me this far and into the dynamic of understanding his scripture as I do is no longer a methodology of belief. It is now concrete evidence right. I know. Absolutely. I know. Absolutely. I know, I know, I know the most high. Mm-hmm. How do I know him? I know him in the volume of the presence of his divine word as it has operated in me, through me, and brought me and First Tabernacle Fellowship through all the minutiae that it's had to go through to arrive today at the place that it is in, and it is, and in the words of Maya Angelou, and yet we stand. Yeah, yeah. So as I'm listening to you, I'm going, well, your emotions in the dream are the actions that speak out of the book of Shemot, Exodus chapter 20. Mm -hmm. And the Most High says to his wife, Israel, I am a jealous, jealous of him. Elohim. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if anybody knows, if anybody <sighs> knows how a person that's jealous functions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not calm you're about not, anything. You're not calm. You're not, you're not, you're not, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you're, 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 you, you, you leave you leave the consciousness of of the normality of who you are and you enter a whole different dynamic of, 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 of the aspect of becoming so intensely angry. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I bet you. I bet you. I bet you woke up in a in a in a in a in a, in a sweat. I I I I did. I did. I know. You I, did. I, I did. Those it, kind of dreams. Those kind of dreams will do that to you. They will wake you up in a sweat. And uh huh. I will wager that your heart rate was elevated. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, and you, you, you're, you're coming out of it because you're, you're you're so you're so confused. And I understand now. I'm going to tell you something. People that know me. Yes. And I it know you. It takes a lot. I know you. People are just like, you know what? It, if anything, he's going to be the most stoic looking person. Yes. He's so reserved. Yes, that's you. If what happened last night. In your dream. In my dream. And I know why the most high. I can speak out of, oh my goodness. I can speak out of experiential knowledge as to why the most high does this. He speaks to people in dreams is because... Obviously, if I'm awake, I've got all this extra chatter and oh, things that are going on oh, in, in my brain. Oh, absolutely. And it's the time when I am, I can't do anything. I'm incapacitated and the most high absolutely. is speaking. Absolutely. And to have him embody and say to, to Hebrew Israel, if I have to say something to Hebrew Israel and be a messenger to Hebrew Israel right now, the most high is angry at us. Oh, Absolutely. He is upset. Oh, absolutely. And it has taken me this long. And to be that pliable to where the most high says, now that you are on the right path of understanding where my people are, where I want to get them back to and understanding community and understanding the governances and the things and the mitzvot, the real things that they need to hear, which is these mitzvot. Now that I have your ear, now I'm going to put the emotion and the feeling behind it so that fire is in you. So when you speak on my behalf, you have no reservations about delivering the message that you need to deliver okay. to Hebrew Israel to let them understand exactly okay. where I am. Okay, now, now, well, now, let's go back. Now, you know you got to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta take that off the camera. No, no, no. The, the sound, the sound. That, 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 no, it's not okay. The sound, the sound is gonna resonate through, 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 through the recording. <laughs> now you understand. The last time that I sat in the seat of Moshe and I delivered yeah, the Sabbath right. teaching. Now you know why my emotions were where they were. Right. I couldn't control, control them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because you have to also understand that the Most High has feelings right. just like the created man. Mm -hmm. The Most High weeps over the condition of his wife, Yisrael. Mm -hmm. And particularly when he recognizes that the Elohim that she is panting <laughs> after doesn't even come close to comparison with him. Right, right. 
Now. Altogether different. Now. Let's take this experience. Let's take this experience to a, another place. Okay. He only took you to the point of you feeling how his jealousy flares up and how he really, really feels. He didn't take you to the emotion where he looks back and he weeps mm. and he cries about the status and the condition of his wife, Hebrew Israel. And take you there. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was complete. See, because Ray, yeah. yeah because, rage. because all of that, all of that is the process of an afterthought. After it's all you look at it, you go, man, and you look at it and you go. And, and that's the reason why, that's the reason why I said, I said to you in the podcast that we did, when the Most High says, I love you with an everlasting love, right? the depth of that is something that you and I, I think you and I understand it. Right. But the normal person who goes to church has no idea right. what that means. So let's look at it. Mm -hmm. to, 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 to those of you listening, have you ever been in a relationship and you've been hurt by it? Mm. What were your emotions? What, oh, yeah. what, 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 was, what, was, what was your first emotion? Probably shock. Shock. Anger. And yeah. Pain. Pain. Mm -hmm. And after the shock, the anger, and the pain, you laid up on your bed and you thought about that relationship that has gone awry from which that you were hurt. And I guarantee you, you sat on that bed or somewhere and you wept. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most high. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, you're not going to get this kind of testimony. You're not going to get this kind of witness right in Sunday, seven o'clock, eleven o'clock service. Yeah. Service. You're not you're you're not gonna get this. You're not going to get this. Because they don't know how the most high really feels because they don't know him. I'm telling you they don't know him. Right. They don't know him. Listen, if you are spending all of your time across the street in a Greek document that in which that he is not speaking and he has not authorized, right. right. Then you have no consciousness, spiritually or otherwise, mm -hmm. about what the most high feels and the knowledge, experiential knowledge, right. Right. of who he is. Right. Right. 
That is absolutely correct. You don't have it. You, it, you, you won't get it. You don't have it. You're not going to get it. And that's the, that's the travesty of it. And, and listen, 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 listen. That's why the most high has... My daddy always said, <laughs> it's a poor dog who don't wag his, wag own, his tail. own tail. Yeah. That's the reason why you and I have been called to sit before these mics every week and cry out to Hebrew Israel in exile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blow the shofar, make an alarm in Zion, mm-hmm. and tell my people their sins. Mm-hmm. That's what our job is. Right. The difference between a bishop and a coroner in scripture is that the Most High hasn't given any direction across the street to the bishops, the pastors, the uh, 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 um, deacons. Mm-hmm. He hasn't given them any instructions. Yeah. Except for, he must be a man that's blameless, able to control his own family. But he hasn't given him, give, there's no instructions over there. When we come back to our text, he says, that the responsibility of the Kohanim, mm-hmm. which we have Kohanim, Hagadol Kohanim, High Kohanim, right, is to teach Torah. That's right. He's given us that specific responsibility. Yes. He's given the responsibility to the prophets that he has called and anointed right. that are written in scripture. He has given them the responsibility, go speak to Israel and tell them. Right. A, go tell them B. Right. Go tell them C. Right. Go tell them D. <sighs> Jesus Christ ain't telling you, ain't, ain't, ain't telling you to go tell nobody nothing. <laughs> That's right. He ain't telling you how to li- listen. I mean, I mean, listen, 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 listen. Uh, today, I got asked a question. I, I'm, <laughs> I've opened myself up to social media oh boy. after a hiatus. And the first post that I made was to put up a, a, a picture of you and I on the podcast and direct people to the podcast. Okay. And people begin to send me friend requests. Okay. So I went through them as I went through them. I looked at, you know, what they had and go, okay, I'm going to accept this one. Okay, I'm going to accept this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to accept this one. And of course, uh, you know, friends of friends start asking you to to, to to be your friend. So there's a lot of people that I don't know. Right. But I I, I befriend them. them. Okay. One of them asked me this question. Well, are you Christian? <laughs> Very far from it. <laughs> so I had to pause for a minute because I didn't want to give a direct answer. Mm-hmm. And I paused for a moment. And I said, I am a Hebrew. I am what 
scripture refers to our father, Father Abraham, as. And I gave scriptorial text as to where that is. Mm -hmm. I said, that's who I am. Right. Quoted text. I am what Abraham was. Right. I'm a Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Hebrew is not a denomination. That's right. That's right. Christianity is a denomination. It sure is. Hebrew is not a denomination. Mm -hmm. Hebrew is the ethnicity of a nation of people to whom the Most High has given these laws, these rulings, these mitzvot, these statutes, mm -hmm. and instructions to mm -hmm. as a nation. Yes. A nation, not a denomination. That's right. A nation. We are a nation of people in exile. We are huge, we are large, and we belong to the Most High. And getting back to your opening, your opening line, mm -hmm. he is livid. Very, very much so. He's livid. Very much so. And he's livid because, because as we talk every week and people listen to us, mm -hmm. The fire hasn't really caught them yet. Right. And, and, and that was what was very cathartic in the dream because as I was even inflicting pain, which the Most High has done to Hebrew Israel, the way that she came out of it was very nonchalant. Didn't it was, care. It, she didn't care. The fact of the matter is, is that she's doing something with some other individual, which has wooed her away, has given some other doctrine not to follow what was going on in my household. Which, again, for me, this is all about, and I would encourage those of you that are listening to get your head in the text. That is where you will find Yahweh. That is where you will find his heart. That is where you will find where he has been this whole entire time. When you sit there and say, well, the Most High isn't speaking. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's talking. And you are just not receiving it because you've got this yammering and clashing of cymbals and all this noise in your ear that's clouding you from being able to hear and see. Like I said, the th I don't know if that's something that's, that's why I'm bringing this to you because I don't know if this is something that when we look over the plethora of the, the Nehemiahs and the Nahums and the Obadiahs and the Hoseas and the Amoses and, and the Malachis and all these other individuals, that have come before us, our ancestors. That is that what differentiates them saying, hey, listen, I need you to feel this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of pontificating about yes. it, because anybody can do that. Yes, 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 yes. And here's the deal, here's the deal. Let's go to my newfound friend. Ah, Mr. J, my Dr. J. My brother. <laughs> Dr. J, yes. Jeremiah. Or oh, I shouldn't say Dr. J because there's no J's in Hebrew. Ah. Dr. Jeremiah. Dr. Jeremiah. Dr. Jeremiah asked the Most High, he says, I'm crying. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. I'm distraught. Why have you allowed me to see yeah. 
to see all of this? Why have you allowed me to see where Israel is in relationship to you? Why have you allowed me to see that? Hmm. And the prophet is weeping. Uh, d- doesn't he say also in the text that it would been have better that I have not oh, been yes. oh, yeah, born? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, he said, it would have been better if the man who went and told my father I was born right. had not been born. Right. And that my mother had not born me. Right. That's how that's, that's, painful, that's right. the pain that he feels about the position that Hebrew Israel is in as the Most High is talking to him and telling him, go tell Israel. So he's feeling all that pain. He's feeling all that anguish. He ain't the only prophet who said, I wished I hadn't been born. Right. And see, Sean, the problem rests in the fact that the Most High's wife is enamored with another so-called L that is not an L at all. Right. Right. And the more he puts pressure on her for her to turn, getting back to your dream, she just blows it off and just acts like it doesn't matter. And you know what? You know what? Mm -hmm. As we talk about these things on the the podcast, and as we try to get Hebrew, Israel, and exile to understand, guess what? There's a lot of them that are going to just blow it off. Right. A lot. Jesus saved me. No, he (laughs) did not. That's it. Well, that's who I call that. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You might have opened your mouth in that in that ref, that refrain, mm-hmm. but your heart cried out to the one that you call God, right? Because the Christian Church has adopted that heathen terminology to to frame the Most High by calling him that mm-hmm. in Hebrew. In Hebrew, the word God is associated with things that are heathen. Mm. L, L, the Christian church took the word L and they interpreted it to be God. That's not what L means. Right. L in the Hebrew means mighty one. Now I'm going to ask you a question. How many mighty ones are there? <laughs> uh, how many right. a- how many absolute omniscient omnipresent? Only one. And I can back that up with text because if you want to go over there and say, oh, okay. H- how many are there? One. One. Only one. Echad. Echad. Shema Israel. Shema Israel. Hear Israel. The Elohim, Yahweh, Yahweh, which you serve, is Echad, one. Echad, one, yes. Now, see, that's what's written, that's what's written in, it's written in the Greek text, but it's, it's, it's born out and it's explosive in Hebrew. Right. Right. (sighs) Listen. 
so I mean, I I I I I I feel you, man, because I I I've been I've been where you are, and 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 you and you know where what? you were in that dream. I've been there before. Yeah, and and and, and the thing is, is that even though, and me and my wife talked about this, she said, well, how how do you feel now now that the, the Most High has you know said what He said and and giving you clarification on it. And I said, I feel like I'm in a whole another different place now as far as being trying to teach and moving forward. And I make this outward proclamation with out of the, the recesses of my brain and out of my mouth and out of the consciousness and subconsciousness of my mind. I am not afraid to be in that space. Oh. I'm not afraid to... To, to have the most high say oh, now, oh. okay, now that you've had a taste of that, oh, oh, I, I can, I can vocalize that and say now, oh. I am not afraid of that. Oh, so if the most high has to speak to me through that medium oh. of I'm at rest, I've fasted, my mind is focused, oh, I'm in text. I meditate on Texas. I have to meditate on it every single week now because I have to prepare to talk a little bit more often. But as I'm oh. going through this more and more and I'm meditating on it all the time. Oh my, human teacher, your eyes done got big. <laughs> <laughs> I am not afraid of that space. I welcome it. Oh, well now, let's go back. Let's go back. And I forget which number of pod episode it is. It's, it's one of them. Listen to them all. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all good. <laughs> but we were talking about the trepidation that people have in relationship to their family members. Right, right. Acquiescing to, to what they're doing and how appre apprehensive we can become when they're present, when we have to do something, we kind of, kind of try to roll it back. Mm -hmm. Now the most high, the most, and I told you, right? You did. I told you. And then, yeah. I told you. I said, right. I said, Sean. Nobody, when we stand up before the people to speak, nobody in the house can influence the direction of which we're going. If that ever happens and we bow to it, the Most High is only going to give us one shot and he's going to say, I can't trust you. Right. Right. If we back up, he'll say, I can't trust you. Now, mm -hmm. he said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah who, he says, I'm sending you before the people and I want you to tell them what I told you to say. And if you don't tell them what I told you to say, I will break you down right in front of them. Mm. And don't think that they won't do it. Uh, no, I, I'm not, I'm not down with that. Right. Yeah. That, that's not a place now, you want to be. Now, now we get, <laughs> we get back, we get back to, we get back to the subject of believing versus yeah versus knowing. knowing right now it's if he said to Jeremiah I will break you down if I tell you to go speak to Israel and you don't tell him what I said I will break you down he's the same yesterday mm -hmm. today and forever right. and if you and I take the position of being spokesman for him and he's telling us to do something and we don't do it 
Oh boy. Right. Oh that, boy. That's why, like I said, I, when I woke up oh and boy. I knew this, and he explained it to me like 30, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and said, say, you know, that's not about you. I knew that I had to bring this up in this podcast. It was not something that I had even balked at. Because I said, you know what? This is something that is germane to Hebrew Israel. And maybe because I've never been that cathartic before and trying to express it, that I've just been kind of this, this I don't want to say talking head, but more, more of a um, taking an intellectual approach. Instead of having the emotion behind it, yeah. Now I'm, now I'm, it's something altogether different, and it's it's oh. it's soon. It's it's really. I, uh, I know. Oh, now that I've given you this, oh, execute. Oh, again, and there was no reservations or 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 like I said, trepidation about it at all. Oh, again, I had to share this this oh, evening. Oh, again, <laughs> didn't I tell you that was going to happen to you? See, I need to stop listening, y'all. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Didn't I, didn't I tell you, didn't I tell you in advance uh, that at some point that was going to happen to, happen, to you? Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't go in a room filled, filled, full of smoke and not come out smelling like smoke. No. See, there's a difference in knowing when the most high is speaking to us. Mm-hmm. And when he is working through us, there's there's a difference mm-hmm. in knowing it, and and maybe oh, I'm not sure. I don't know if this is me, if this him. And we go right. out and we start talking, right? And we start talking, and so everything we're saying, and because we're in scripture text, we think that it's him speaking. No, when he gets ready to speak. To us and use us, he puts pressure on us mm. so that you know beyond a oh. reasonable doubt that it is me. It's the most high. I am, I, I am, I am L and I'm speaking to you and I need you to open your mouth and tell my people what I'm telling you. And by golly, you better do it. Yeah. I mean, hey, I started teaching scripture when I was 20 years old. Mm. I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and the worst. Mm-hmm. I have been the good, the bad, <laughs> and ugly and the, the ugly, and the worst. And yet, yeah. and still, the most high looked beyond my faults, saw my heart, and knew that there would be a time when I would straighten up and fly right. Right. Straighten right. up and fly right. And he would be able to use me without any trepidation to speak to his people. And here we are yeah. today in the year 2022. And I have no reservation I have no fear of anything or anybody. Right. Right. And I have been under attack physically, under attack spiritually, and he has brought me out and through. And I knew 
that all of it was a test. Right, right. Listen, listen. See, I'm, I'm going to speak to that in a second. Every, every, every individual that the Most High calls to work from him, work for him and speak for him is going to be tried in the fire. He's going to put something on you. It may not, it may have happened way back, but it's just, it's, it's, it's like an ember that's burning. And the wind, the Ruach fans that ember to where it becomes a burning flame so that it, when it, when it hits you, you know that I have no alternative, but right. to do, but to do what he, what he's asking me to do. Right. I right. got, I got, I got no alternative. You got no choice. You have, you have no remedy at that particular point. People have run and left and gone here and there. They've gone back to places where whatever they've left. Now, now I know, I know we teach truth. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. that. And I know mm -hmm. that the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, meets us when we come into this studio. It's now, it's not, it's not, it's, it's a studio it's a studio now. studio now, yeah. Yeah. When we come into this building, he meets us here. I know that. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They knew it too. Right. But the issue is, they're like the wife who went whoring after, after yeah. another thought and they left the truth of the Most High. Right. Right, right, and he is not happy. Right, so, you know the thing that's 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 very um, it's interesting that I thought about when you were saying that when when those trials come, and now that I've kind of got this new, I, I, I feel like the 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 the, the sacrifice that's put up there, and then the, uh, there's a flame that comes right up out of the altar, and it it it's just a it's burning. It's a it's a fragrant odor going up into the nostrils of the Most High. Oh yeah, but. In regards and, and in specificity, I don't, I don't care about the peripheral anymore because all that matters at this particular point is the mission. Yeah. And the mission is to get them back. Yes. Into right standing. Yes. With the Most High. Yes. And the Most High has given us a medium to do that. Yes. And if... It's, it, it's, again, it's very, I don't know. I'm just in a different headspace as a person now. Last night was, was, was the, was a turning point for me. Yeah, I know. And. I know. I, I'm excited. I know. But at the same time, I also am humbled because I don't want to ever come off like, oh, okay, you, you, you're thinking you, you arrived now because no, 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 no. With all, matter of fact, our master teacher had the same problem. Yeah. You want me to do what? Yeah. You want me to go talk yeah. to them? Yeah. What, do you, what should I tell yeah. them? Yeah. When when I get over there, you yeah. want me to go talk to the elders about? You want me to take all of them people and yeah. get them out of yeah. Misraim and do yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of them, most of the people that are patriarchs are in disbelief a little bit that they've been called. Yeah. But at the same time, they welcome it, yeah. and it's an honor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh for yeah. the most high to say, you know what? I see your heart. That's the key. And I, un even though that's the key, you got a bunch of minutia and crap around yep. it. Yep, I'm gonna still use you, and I'm gonna clean it up. 
Yeah. That is an honor. See, that's why I'm that's why I'm excited about it. So now, how do you think Elisha felt in his relationship with Elijah when that mantle fell to him? Yeah, the mantle when he when when he, um yeah, how do you he, think he how do you th Elijah was called yeah, up in yeah, the whirlwind and yeah. his cloak yeah. he left behind yeah. him and he had that power. And Elisha and Elisha had to had to grab it. How do you think he felt? I mean, see, text doesn't tell us. <laughs> it doesn't. But we know that there is a human element right. that flows through all of us mm -hmm. that feel the excitement of the call and the challenge that's before us. Right. It's, it's, um, I don't, it's, it's hard to even describe it, but there's a sense of confidence. There's a sense of pride. There's a sense of humility. There's a sense of, again, words I'm using, I'm using all these adjectives to describe a sense of honor that now I have to stand in the gap and I have to focus and be totally fixed on the mission. I am not concerned about the pettiness that goes on within Hebrew Israel. I have to teach this and be the person that says, and that's the beautiful thing about Elisha. When you look at all of the miracles that he worked, he used, it's kind of like these gray areas that he uses powers for. He wasn't like he was just using them willy-nilly. Right. He was using them for kind of these gray areas that the children of Israel fell yes. in. You can... You can use the example of when the axe fell into the water yes. and, and he raised the axe up yeah. out of the water because there was a Torah mitzvot that was in, in play about this individual that borrowed something yes. and he was responsible for it and he yes. couldn't pay it back. So Elisha helped him yes. and used his power to do so. Yes. So it's kind of one of these things and, and that's the other thing. That's why when I did that little study on Elisha, I said, okay, now, I said, Most High, I'd love to have that kind of power. And he stopped me dead in my tracks in that. And he says, wait a minute. Hold on, sir, yeah, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elisha had that for that dispensation for that, exactly. time when he needed it. Exactly. So, so what you're saying, what you're saying there, you see, one of the things that modern Christianity does. Right. They have to have some aspect of a demonstrative act of, quote, quote, God. Mm -hmm. to establish them in front of the people. Right. Without that, well, the people just think you're just, you're just another Joe Bourne, but, oh, <laughs> man, let's go. He can work miracles. Boy, let's go. People are getting healed. Let's right. go. Let's open this. That's not, that's, you know, I, 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 I've been down that road. Mm -hmm. I, I went down that road. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't do what the Greek text told me I was right. supposed to be able to do. Right. Now I know why I couldn't do it. Right. It's the Greek text. Right, right. Not the Hebrew text, <laughs> it's the Greek text. Right. Now, oh boy, oh boy. Oh hold on, because I'm, I'm, I'm because Elisha had what he had at that time. Moshe had what he had at that time. We just finished. Yahashua. Yahashua had the resolve that he had at that time. The judges had what they had, what they needed at that particular time. What makes you think that this podcast is not what Hebrew and Israel needs to have?
but this for this time dispensation right, of time. Right, right, right. Oh boy, I um. Uh, uh, <laughs> Every time we come in here, we try to teach these mythos, but the whole time. Let's keep tilling that ground. Listen, 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 listen. The Greeks gave us all of this Greek minutia. Mm -hmm. We got a God who was coming to existence, impregnated a woman. Sounds like Thor to me. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Dante's Infernal. Right. We got a devil. And we got demons. Mm. That show up all of a that sudden. That show up yeah. all these times. And the vernacular within Hebrew is, oh, the devil, she got a demon. Uh, I've been down that road. Mm. I've been down that road. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. not over, it's not over in our text. That's right. It's not over in our text. Nowhere. So, so here's the deal. Man is made with what is called a Yitzhahara. Mm. Yitzhahara is an evil inclination. inclination. We yeah. all have it. Mm -hmm. It's not the devil. It's you. Right. Take ownership and responsibility. It's Please. It's you. <laughs> the devil doesn't make you do it. There's no devil that can make you do it. It's you that are succumbing to the thoughts, the visions, and dreams within your own mind. mind. Right. Right. Exactly. Ain't nobody else. Ain't nobody else. <laughs> It's like a real nice cop out to blame it on oh, something I, else. I, I don't believe that. Well, you see, you, now you said something. It's easy to blame our actions on something that we think we can't control. Right. I can't control the devil. Right. Well, and why, if you can't control him, why are you going to church? Can somebody cast him out? Cast out the devil. Hey, but, but come on, come. You know, I've been there, done that. I've been there. I Listen, I was raised in the Christian church. Right. I was born in it. Right. The Most High pulled me out of it in 2007. Mm. Go figure. I'm, what do you call me? I'm a what? Octogenarian. I'm an octogenarian. So mm -hmm. go figure. Mm-hmm. Go figure what I was in 2007. Uh-huh. Okay? <laughs> and he pulled me out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> See, you can't talk about something if you... My father said this. He said, he said, if you've never had a migraine headache, you don't know what a person who's having a migraine headache feels, feels like. like. Yeah. That's such that's a beautiful analogy. I've been there. I know what that minutia is all about. I know what it is. Mm -hmm. Versus where I am now, I can sing a song now. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Mm -hmm. I see things clearer. Mm -hmm. Why do I see things clearer? Because I'm in the perfect will of the one who called me. Right. Right. The fog is gone. Yeah. The noise 
Did you, did, remember Drumline? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. the line in Drumline? Mm -hmm. Now that the noise is gone. Gone, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. See, now that uh. the noise is gone, you're, you, you're, you're a seeing, seeing, yeah. Your shema, your hearing, mm -hmm. is clearer. Right, right. It's clearer. Mm -hmm. So now. When we went, oh my goodness! When we get to this point where we, where you are talking about in this podcast and where I'm sharing, it is the place in which the Most High says to us, as He said to Father Abraham after He tested him ten times. Now you understand. Now I can trust you. Mm. Now from this awesome point, from this point, from the point of his being able to trust us, mm -hmm. let's go borrow, let's go across the street. I mean, the text across the street has some, it has some philosophy. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to refer to it now as a book of philosophy. Okay. Because philosophy can be good, bad, or indifferent. Right. I mean, okay. they stole a bunch of stuff from us. It's, yeah. Why, why yeah. not? Yeah. We can I'm, use a I'm word I'm going to refer to it as philosophy. Okay. In that book across the street, the philosophy says, no man mm -hmm. knoweth another man except the spirit reveals himself. Mm -hmm. So you don't know me and I don't know you unless you, I, I have the relationship with you whereby you reveal yourself to me and, and I get to know you. Right. Well, the Most High says, no man knows the spirit of another man except he reveal. It's revealed. So now, the Most High is saying to us, okay? We're going to get back, we're going to get back to Jeremiah's line. I knew you before you were formed in your, in your mother's womb. womb. And I knew it was going to take a little time for you and I to hook up. But I knew what you were going to be in the end. Right. Now we have arrived at that point and it's time you, I've seen your heart. Now it's time for me to reveal myself to you. So mm -hmm. that you're not in a state of belief anymore. Right. You're in a state of knowing. Knowing. You know that I am who I said I am. And I'm signing it off. I am Yahweh. Woo. We started it out. Most high is... It's a great place to be. It's awesome. Very awesome. Now I can say to you, <laughs> I welcome you into the brotherhood of the most high. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. My <laughs> I welcome you into the fellowship of the most high. Because from this point on, mm. there is absolutely unequivocally 
You're yeah. in this now. You're in the place. Now you're in the place where I am. Mm. That you can't speak out of forethought and knowledge anything that opposes the Most High. You can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or the day that you do. Yeah, there'll be consequences for that. Repercussions we'll, and consequences. We'll be having your funeral. Right. Just like me. Right. I can't, I can't speak anything to Hebrew Israel that doesn't resonate with the Most High's word. And if I do that mm. with forethought of knowledge and tell you anything that doesn't resonate with him and is not true, this podcast with me on it will be over because Koenig Apnon would say, well, the rabbi just died. Mm. That's what will happen. I know that. You've now entered, you've now entered that room. All right. I'm ready. Let's get him back. Well, you know, we've shared some things with you tonight that are intimate, so to speak. We every time we come in here, we try to get to the midst and the most high takes us, takes us, you know, and, and you know what? Yeah. You know what? It's timing. And the timing factor might be that as we're trying to get to them, maybe maybe everybody's not ready to receive them yet. Mm -hmm. And he keeps building us and building us up so that you can hear what he's thinking and what he's feeling. So when we do teach him, you'll understand the nature of how happy he is that his wife is turning back to him. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Now I understand. Now I understand. This is what I delight in, this wife. Is what, this is what I delight in. And now, oh, now you're making me happy. Well, Beautiful place. This has been Hebrews in Exile. Hebrews in Exile. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we say to you, Shalom. shalom.